Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Some unharvested fields in northeast Saskatchewan are going up in smoke. Norm Hall is Vice President of APAS and Farms in the Winyard area. He says some crops left in the field over winter are being combined, but others are going under the torch. Every day you, you look in one direction or another, you either see a big fire or some combines moving. And uh, I'm hoping ours are just wrapping up. It's slow. There's there's a, an awful lot of crop out there yet. There's an awful lot of wet ground in some of these areas where the crop is sitting, and it's uh, tough slugging. Is the crop worth salvaging, or you said there's some being burnt just because it's not worth anything? Yeah, there's some wheat crops where all the heads have fallen off, or oats, the same thing. There's been a few standing canola fields that shelled out over the winter and, and probably in this kind of a wind. So that's just going up in smoke. Is it not better to turn it back into the ground and let it rot and cause some improve the soil fertility? If the, the ground was drier. For a lot of these crops that are in that condition, they weren't swathed last fall. And so they, they've just provided a blanket on the ground and, and that ground has not dried at all. And so it's just mud underneath. So guys want to get the crop in, they pay that price. Seeding is wrapping up for some farmers in northeast Saskatchewan. Hall says farmers north of Winyard are wrapping up, but others are only half done. An update on the $37.5 million livestock and forage center of excellence being established in the Clavette area southeast of Saskatoon was released this morning. The University of Saskatchewan will be the key player in the effort to unite all areas of livestock and forage research for cattle as well as bison, elk and horses. Funding for the center is coming from a number of sources, including the federal and provincial governments, the U of S, as well as a $1 million commitment from the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. SCA Chair Ryan Beyerback is looking forward to the opening of the facility in just under one year's time. More and more you have to look at things in a holistic type of a sense so that you you know, can tie the soil to the uh, production of the grass, to the production of the cattle, to the quality of the beef and, and all the way through. So this allows that to all kind of happen in the same spot. And then, you know, when you're looking at environmental factors, it's the same. So when you look at things like carbon emissions, you also have to look at the carbon that's sequestered by the grass and how grazing animals play into that. So whether it's defending our practices or coming up with new practices that make us more efficient, having the facility where all of the research can kind of happen in the same place is critical. Mary Buer is the Dean of the College of Agriculture and Bioresources at the U of S. She says the integrated centre will focus on calving, grazing, feedlot issues, nutrition, as well as the environmental issues around livestock production. We will be able to say this is what this practice did to the soil mineral content. This is what happened with the water from that. We're partnering also with Ducks Unlimited. We're looking at the water quality. We will be able to actually say this breed of cattle or this cross of cattle or raising bison on this kind of land had this impact on the soil quality, had this impact on the uh, health of the animal, had this impact on the food. Bure says the multi-million dollar centre will be open by the end of March of next year. There is a huge link between canola production and honeybees. Bees Matter is a partnership of agricultural organizations with a vested interest in honeybee health. Bees Matter is calling on all Canadians to get out and plant pollinator-friendly gardens in support of the important role that honeybees play in our lives. Gregory Sekulik is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada. We're extremely proud of the, the relationship that we have with both the beekeeping and, and, and honey industry. 
Uh, canola is, you know, responsible for about uh, 80% of the honey from Canada. So about 80% of, of Canada's honey has used canola as a feedstock, which is huge. As well, bees, uh, you know, also help to in- improve the yield and, uh, and, and maturity of canola as well. A very strong positive relationship there. But even, even further, uh, the overwhelming majority of our seed stock is pollinated by uh, honeybee-mediated pollination. So in southern Alberta right now, uh, about one in every seven or eight hives in Canada is actually pollinating the hybrid seed crop, which makes Canadian canola seed companies the largest contract users of pollination services in Canada. So we've just got this fantastic relationship with uh, with beekeepers and, uh, and and the honey industry, and we we just we really want to tell the world that. Bees Matter is designating the week of June 5th to 12th as National Planting Week to encourage as many Canadians as possible to get involved in the Buzzing Gardens program and plant pollinator-friendly gardens. Well, we really want them to plant some food for bees. So when we talk to beekeepers, the, the number one issue that they face is, is actually in finding uh, you know, attractive enough forage. So canola is fantastic, especially for commercial beekeepers, because it produces a lot of flowers on a lot of acres. But it's pretty much for the month of July. Uh, before you know the July long weekend and after August long weekend, uh, there really is no canola. And so beekeepers actually have an increasingly difficult time finding a, a flowering source to, to feed their bees. So wh- one of the great things that, that Planting Week can, can provide is you know, a flowering and, and nectar and pollen source for bees to, uh, to feed on in, during those non-canola uh, times. And especially in and around you know, uh, urban and suburban communities where there's a lot of you know, concrete and lawn, also not a tremendous amount of bee food there. So if we can encourage people to plant some gardens that have flowering species of, of, of pretty much any kind, we can, we can provide some, some food for them. And that's where Buzzing Gardens comes in. So if we go to beesmatter.ca, you can sign up for a free packet of wildflower seeds that will be delivered to you. Uh, and hopefully you can get them planted during that first week of June, and they'll be up and flowering and, and feeding bees uh, by midsummer and into the autumn. Over the first two years of the Buzzing Gardens program, 70,000 seed kits have been distributed from coast to coast. They hope to top 100,000 this year. Seculix says honey bee health is complex, and getting involved in the Bees Matter Buzzing Gardens program is one way that Canadians can help honeybees thrive. Seculix says Canada's honeybee population is healthy. We finished last year with 750,000 colonies uh, in Canada, which is, which is the most that we've ever had. The, the previous high would have been during World War II uh, and, and shortly after uh, as a result of the sugar rationing that was happening uh, for the war. So if you wanted something sweet, you needed to have a beehive of, of some kind. So that number was in decline actually for, for a number of years until the, the rise of basically modern beekeeping and, and, and pollination services. We started to see those numbers climb back up again, and ex- except for a couple of, uh, you know, insect pest-related uh, dips, it's been a, pretty much a, a linear increase in Canada ever, ever since. So, um, yeah, like I said, we've got uh, more bees than ever, and the uh, the the pollination service uh, just uh, just keeps growing. So, canola in, in Western Canada on the prairies, and uh, blueberry and, and cranberry production on uh, on the coast. Neonicotinoid pesticides, which are widely used in intensive agricultural operations, have been implicated in the decline of bees around the globe, including in Canada. Now, one of the things about them is that they're extremely effective at extremely low doses, which is both a blessing and a curse. So we use them at very, very low doses. So the amount that we release is actually very, very small, and the amount that we use in, in crop production. But the problem is, because they're so effective, when we get accidental releases, the, the results can be, can be pretty damaging. 
So that's what we saw in Ontario in, in 2012 was a bunch of products got, um, got released as dust in, in a confluence of, of conditions. So in early spring with earlier flowering than usual uh, and a, a switch to vacuum planters that were venting to the atmosphere. So a lot of the insecticide dust landed and was deposited on flowering plants around fields where bees were able to pick it up and bring it back to their hives. Now, because these things are, as I mentioned, effective at low doses, it resulted in, in, in some, uh, some honeybee mortality in, in, in Ontario that, that, was, that was really quite awful. But as an industry, we came up with new ways of, of dealing with this product. So new fluency agents that don't dust off. And, you know, even something as simple as diverting the airflow from the vacuum planters to the ground uh, really reduced that to the, to the point that it's, I don't want to say it's a non-issue, uh, but as far as, as insecticide poisonings of, of bees go, uh, it's, it's really not a major issue anymore. Seculix has many factors can affect honeybee health, including inclement weather, parasites, diseases, and inadequate nutrition. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell 280 at 503.10. Oats gained 30 cents at 177.21. Number one red spring wheat increased to dollar 99 at 245.09. The rest were unchanged. Durham 272.73. Feed barley 125.03. Flax 453.96. Yellow peas 340 dollars. Feed wheat 141.99. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat is up seven and a quarter cents a bushel at five sixty-nine and a half cents a bushel. The livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland livestock here in Moose Jaw, two hundred and fifty cattle on offer at our Tuesday sale. These cows and bulls look like they were a little lower this week. These good cows, the bigger the better. They're bringing from a dollar six to a dollar twelve. Maybe sales up to fourteen fifteen on the right kind of cows. These medium cows, any of these hay-fed cows, thinner cows from $99 to $1.07. Good bulls are from $1.18 to $1.32. Not a lot of yearlings on offer here this weekend or this week, but what was here on the light end sold extremely well. We are selling every Tuesdays here for the summer months. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,500 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 177 to 179 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,500 heads, selling in a range of 179 to 181 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, May 26th are SIG 3, 176.58, SIG 4, 182.50, SIG 5, 179.54, Cash 178.04, Britco 177.75, Thunder Creek 178.01, and High Life is still unavailable. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is up $1.51 per CKG, while forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was up slightly with the daily exchange rate at 1.3453. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 0.7433 cents US. This week, cash prices were up $1.33 per CKG from Monday to Friday, and the Canadian dollar is up since the start of the week. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. 